0: Hello and welcome back to the Palm Tree Podcast, Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo who is back from his reading week vacation, uh, so I'm sure everyone's happy about that. How are you doing this week now? I'm
1: good, how are you?
0: Good, tired, always yeah. tired. Um, no, it's been a good week, good, good hockey, uh, yeah, lots was... Lots of stuff going on, um, but yeah, how was, how, how was your week away? It
1: was good, it was good. Um... I got to see, I uh, went to see a Ramparts game. They, they were playing Schwinnigan. I got to see uh, Theo Rochette in action. Oh, Theo. He's uh, he's, he, he's looking pretty good. Um, probably going to be a late bloomer. He's just really small right now, but I, I could see him going in a second, third round uh, this year. And then uh, on Schwinnigan's side, they had a, a draft minus one kid, Xavier Borgo, who um, was looking really good out there. Nice and shifty, but... Unfortunately, Maverick Bork wasn't playing.
0: He oh, was, Maverick uh, Bork. He
1: he was injured, but it was some good hockey, Ramparts won, so I was happy. Five nothing. Um but yeah, uh nowhere near as exciting as what was going on in the NHL last night.
0: Yeah, kind of a kind of a wild night uh around the NHL. Um, yeah, we were watching uh the Leafs and uh Hurricanes uh going at it, obviously. Um, a lot of points on the line there, um, You know, both, two teams trying to make the playoffs, um, and halfway through the game, Carolina, both their goalies hurt. Well, because we didn't
1: start watching the game
0: till well, the I,
1: 11 minute mark or so.
0: Well, okay, I started watching it at, at my house, um, James Reimer was in that, I knew he was getting the start, and by the time I got to your house, I stopped and got some snacks, um, Peter Mrazek was in that, so I yeah. guess, uh, James Reimer got hurt. Um, and so it's Peter Mrazek and then, yeah, uh, halfway through the second, Peter Mrazek tries to, tries to go in a 50-50 puck, um, and he lost, he lost that, he lost that 50-50 puck.
1: Big time, to newly acquired Kyle Clifford for the Leafs.
0: So that was a tough break there, um, David Ayers, emergency backup, comes in for them and like, like we saw Scott Foster come in last year for the Blackhawks, but like, Hey, like a lot. Of, it's a very different scenario because the Blackhawks stopped last year, and they, it was at home.
1: Less than half, seven minutes, seven minutes, seven left, minutes. left, left, left make seven saves, right? So, and it wasn't a close game yeah. by any means at that point.
0: Yeah, this is you know a goalie coming in for half the game, playing you know in a very important game for that team for both teams.
1: Um and, and you could see you could see just by Brenda Moore's reaction on the bench
0: that wasn't wasn't too thrilled about it. not too um hard. about the idea of that. Um yeah, he came in, he's forty-two-year-old Zamboni driver. Um he did play junior B several years ago, so there's that. Um But and, and didn't, he didn't get off to the best start either, like the Yeah. The Hurricanes got got some goals for went up four one. That very quickly became four three. On his on his first two uh, shots,
1: let the record show that there should be an asterisk next to those goals uh, for John Tavares, and I think it was Pierre Engvall.
0: Yeah, Pierre Engvall, Pierre Engvall, like breaking a scoring slump too, and it's like I don't. don't,
1: There should definitely be an asterisk next to those.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that when I'm looking at the season totals for sure. (laughs) Um, And then in the third period, I mean Carolina just put on a clinic. Didn't give Toronto anything. They gave up like six shots. He stopped all of them um and yeah first first emergency backup to get a to get a win so yeah kind of a cool situation there um just a yeah just a wild story it unbelievable
1: quite literally yeah yeah like what the the fact that the leafs weren't able to score more than that after they had gotten two goals off of three shots and they weren't nice goals.
0: No, they're not like, wow. Like so so
1: cool. at that point, at 4 3, you're like, great. Like, this is going to end 10 4,
0: maybe. Like, yeah. You know. Well, when you saw, like, after the second one, it was Eric Hall who went up to yeah. David Ayres and was like, don't worry about it. Like, if you let in 10, like, doesn't matter. Just have some fun. Yeah. That really calmed him down. Um, he did look much better in the third period. But you saw Twitter's kind of reaction on this about this being the most embarrassing leaf loss in franchise history
1: yeah uh, Leaf's Twitter was definitely a toxic environment last night it was great
0: I loved it, it was great. oh it was
1: amazing it was great um but yeah no, definitely not looking like a very good like a playoff team
0: right now well, and it, it
1: was weird because they they come off of that what, what was it Four nothing win against Pittsburgh. Against Pittsburgh easily, easily
0: their best looking game of the season. Best looking game of the Complete season. Complete effort. Yeah, they Jake hustled.
1: Muzzin was yeah. terrific for them. And then they follow it up with this.
0: Yeah, in all, all, their last game before the trade deadline, that's what they they go out and do. Du- Dubis was furious. Then Sheldon, Sheldon too. He, he, he stormed too. off the bench. And um, I get it. I'd probably be mad too. I was a Leafs fan, but I'm not, thank goodness. Um, but yeah, just a kind of wild situation. That um, yeah, we haven't really seen anything like that. Um, yeah, just wild, and it was you know,
1: and and like there's just kind of like a, a an addition of like things that make you think. Well, Toronto is not a playoff team.
0: You know, you know what's interesting to me is like you y- y- talk about it and. You know, that team, because um, we hear about it a lot, uh, being out here. Um, and they are the team that's kind of the main competition right now for the Panthers. But to me, the, the biggest thing with the Leafs to me is that they just don't seem to want it. And they don't seem to be wired to to work hard enough um, to earn it. Like, they want it, but they don't want it as bad as maybe some other people on other teams want it. You know, and I think that a lot of that comes from you know, maybe where the players come from growing up um, where, you know, if you've been the most skilled guy on your team your entire life, then you haven't really had to work hard. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you have, it's a choice, but it's not like, there's a lot of guys who make it to the end by working hard. A lot of, the, a lot of guys on the Leafs made it based on just being better than everyone else. And when it comes time to actually, you have to work hard. They're not, they're not built. Yeah. To do that. You know,
1: and there's, there's this big, big loss to Carolina last night. And I'm thinking of, they lost to Montreal in overtime a couple a week and a half ago or so. And they only managed to get one shot on goal in the third period. Shots were like 19 to 1 in the third period for Montreal. Yeah. It's if if you if you are doing that against Montreal who's not even a playoff contender.
0: No, not no, even close. No, not close.
1: Absolutely ridiculous. I I don't think you can justify that the Leafs can make a reasonable push for the playoffs. Well, I mean, like, unless unless they trade the entire team by tomorrow, I this team is not.
0: Well, just like the entire roller coaster you go on, where you get slapped by Pittsburgh. Everyone online and the media is ripping on the team and their work ethic and they're not tough enough. And they go out and they make a big splash to get Dennis Mulligan, right, the savior, come in. They dominate Pittsburgh, right? Everyone's like, okay, this is the real Leafs team and when it matters and they show up, this is what they can be. And then they go and they lose to a Zamboni driver yeah. yesterday. And it kind of just brings them all the way back down to this team's maybe not, which is great, great for us, you know, cause as Panthers fans. Um, it's nice in that it is, you know, the, the Leafs kind of struggles here recently has opened up a bit of a window for the Panthers. Bad news is Panthers haven't really Jumped at that opportunity, um, with a couple losses here. Uh, I talked last episode about the loss to, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't even talk about it. It hadn't happened yet. Uh, the lost LA where I was, uh, you that know, that
1: was, that was a frustrating loss.
0: Very frustrating. And I turned it, I turned, I started the game and it was, it was, it's a late game here. So I was pretty tired. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they were, they were losing, they didn't look great, so I turned it off. And then I turned it on Like in the third period, so I was like, oh, it's 4-4, they came back perfect. Turned it on, immediately the Panthers got scored on 5-4, and I was yeah. like, oh. And then I watched the end of the game, and they had, they had a couple chances, but couldn't get it. I mean, I'm thinking that maybe
1: the Panthers might need to take a look at David Ayers, because the goalie situation in Florida right now is not looking too good.
0: No, like you look at in, in the LA game, um, the first goal he lets in gave Velarde's first NHL goal. Obviously, terrible, terrible goal. Great, great for Gabe Velarde because he's been through a lot of injuries. Good for him. Yeah. Um, but... So for him to get a goal, not a great goal to give up for Sergey Bobrovsky. Yeah, he had forty shots in the games, in the game eight seventy five. Not great. Um, and then we watched um, the Golden Knights Panthers game yesterday. Um, they had the miracle celebration before the game. Um, it was all pretty cool,
1: and that was cool that <clears throat> the David Ayers story happened 40 years oh, after the to the miracle, day, which is also of the miracle. And then, of course, uh, the Hurricanes Twitter pounced on that marketing opportunity, and you know, it's like, do you believe in miracles? Oh yeah, I they got the free You know, team. it was it was great, but yeah, they do the tribute in Vegas last night. Really nice. They had what, Al Michaels out there. Um, and then Sam Montembeau was starting in that because...
0: Because I like Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky... was not doing well. Um, and, you know, Sam Montembeau, there were a couple, like... A, not a great game from him either.
1: I... Yeah, no, I, I, I think that...
0: Some of those goals, probably... At least three of the goals are goals he probably should have. And probably would like yeah. to have. Um, some of the goals against. Um... Not great there um Alexis sorella gets another goal yeah uh so good for him uh he's coming and you know giving a little bit of offense to this team which is nice um but i've i have a hard time seeing this team you know taking big steps without better goaltending.
1: Yeah, and I agree i mean you can't
0: and the tough part is like you have sergio obrovsky who's like he had a nice stretch in the middle of the season there. And then he's kind of regressed a bit here down the stretch, but you can't you can't really get rid of Sergei Bobrovsky. There's no way. No, at that that amount of money at that term,
1: he's he's just he's
0: gonna be here for a while. And and hopefully he picks himself up. Yeah, yeah and, this is this
1: is terrible. But I
0: imagine it's hard to pick it up down the stretch. Like I could see him coming into next year and being fine. Yeah, but for this year, going down the stretch, I think they need someone who can. You know, come in and be that one B type goalie. I, but
1: here's the thing: Do you think it's it's the situation right now is so bad that it warrants looking for external help? Or I think you just have to stick with your with your guns and hope that they they pick it up.
0: I think it, it, I think with the way the team's built, I think they need help, and either either they need help in goal or they need help on defense.
1: And it's hard because most of the defense is already gone, already been traded. The big names that we we thought were going to get moved have already gotten moved. Yeah, like, you, you, you yeah, know yeah. the names Se-
0: that are out there now are maybe not the types of defensemen they would need. Yeah, or be looking for. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting situation. Um, but I think yeah, they I think they have to make changes at some point to some. Uh, part of the lineup um, Like there's Chris Drieger You know You gave him a couple of okay games um, One really really solid game Like is, is he the solution Or do you need to go out And do you need to get a goalie um, And what price are you willing to pay I for that I don't
1: think so Just because I think that The, the, the resources you're going to spend on a goalie Would be better spent on A, a defenseman because I think I. I That's what's so frustrating is they're in slumps, and you never know when the slump's gonna end.
0: Yeah, but for me, like. So like, I. Like, if you're gonna go get a rental, right? And assuming the price is even, like, do you go and get, like, I like guess a, a, a defenseman or, like, Robin Leonard? Robin Leonard, or do you, like, try and get Gorgiev from the Rangers? When you look at Gorgiev, like, Gorgiev would be like. Oh, because I think he's an RFA. Yeah. So you're looking at a longer-term deal there, Leonard would be like, we need a guy to come in and study this for this year. Well,
1: but the problem is that Chicago's not out of the playoffs by any means at this point.
0: No, but they... So but, and, Chicago
1: has to also make a decision. They, oh, I'm, I may they, have spoken earlier. Maybe they are.
0: I think they're pretty low. Yeah. And the, yeah. thing, and the thing is too, like because they have him, they have Leonard and Croft Crawford, both UFAs.
1: Yeah, Chicago's not making the playoffs. Scratch what I they're said.
0: Dead last in the Central.
1: Last, but last week, if you looked at the standings last week, they had three games in hand, and they were, I think, five points back.
0: And now, and now they're there. Yeah. So, but like, if there's if there's an ability for this team to go and get goals, because you look at the way the team played last night, like. Wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. And if your goalie makes the saves I, you would expect him to, yeah. you'd probably win that game. You know, even though you know Vegas had a lot of moments of sustained pressure and, you know, got some good looks, but The only goal that I don't think
1: could have been saved was the Riley Smith one. The cross crease.
0: That was a great and, goal. Yeah,
1: Smith just roofed it. Well there was the on, one that was that on was the, on a mistake from Vincent Trocheck in the defensive zone.
0: Yeah. Well and then there is the uh, there was the one that was uh, the, I there was the 2 on 0. The,
1: the Patritti goal?
0: Yeah, I mean that, I, that's a tough one cuz you can't fully commit shot fully like you there's the pass threat. It, it just looked bad because Patritti kind of shot at him. Oh yeah, but like like as a goalie like you can tell cuz you're not yeah. like I can understand uh the thing there it's so like that's not really his fault that should, you should never have a 2 on 0. Um but it would be nice to get to get some more saves. Um, if there's goalies out there, which would be interesting, cause you don't see a lot of goalie rentals. Uh, that you don't see it happen very often. Like there was the one year LA went and got Ben Bishop, which was just bizarre. It, it,
1: it, LA wasn't even in. Like, they didn't
0: make the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs. It was a weird
1: trade. Bishop was not good for them. And then Bishop ends up signing with the Stars in the following off season.
0: Yeah. So like that, that, but that's like you don't see goalie rentals really that often. But I think when you look at the Panthers, it, it, like it's a situation where I could see it happening in terms of what they need, because long term you have Spencer Knight and Sergei Bobrovsky, yeah, right, and you're hoping Sergey Bobrovsky goes into the summer with better understanding of what he needs to do for next year. Spencer Knight takes steps forward and gets closer to being you know an NHL goalie. But in the meantime, for this year, if you want to make a run, could you go out and get a goalie? Actually, you know what else? No, they're. Trade deadline deal is in a, oh six, the Oilers went and got Dwayne Rollison at the deadline and rode him to the cup final. Another deadline deal. Yeah. Um so yeah, if there's a couple of goalies out there that could you know, potentially help this team, but who knows?
1: Yeah, um there's I, I think there'll definitely be a lot of action <clears throat> tomorrow. Yeah, like what do you what are you expecting to see from tomorrow's trade deadline here? Um, I expect Pittsburgh, the Islanders, Carolina. um, I think all three teams are going to make sizable moves. Um, uh, I'm also very interested to see what the situation surrounding Zach Bogosian is going to be.
0: That'll be an interesting one for sure. I think
1: right now it's uh, Pittsburgh, Carolina, and one other team. Not Toronto, Toronto apparently cooled off. Um, but given the Carolina situation, I think they're definitely looking to to get something for cheap. Well they because, per- because they have Pesci that got injured last night. Yeah. he's out for a while, and they have to do something in terms of goalie situation. so I think
0: I think they'll make a sizable push for Leonard. One, they, they they really tried to make a move for him in the summer, and they didn't get him. Yeah. Um, which is kind of peculiar to me, to be honest, because I don't know why you'd want to go to Chicago, a worse team in a colder city, but... Chicago's a nicer city. Have you been to Raleigh? No. Well, that is... I've, I've never been to Chicago either, so... I don't know. I think Raleigh's like close. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to either, obviously. Um, that's very apparent, but... Yeah, I could see them definitely making a, a move there. Like, I think, yeah, with the way last night went for, for Carolina, like, the good news is you saw, like, even when adversity hits, your team knows how to play the right way. Yeah. But you also saw your number one defenseman and both your goalies go down. Um, so it'll be interesting. I definitely think they'll make a move. Um, one of the interesting names that's been out there um, recently has been Tyson Berry. Do you think the Leafs move on from him? Honestly, no.
1: I I don't th- I don't think. And this is what all the insiders mm. are saying is the Leafs won't move Barry unless they can get piece. They can get an established piece, or pieces that they can flip for or an established yeah. uh, defenseman. And I, I just don't see that happening. I I think that Tyson Barry right now is just. Too important for the Leafs. I th- Yeah, I, I don't. Th- I don't think they can give him. They can afford to give him up, and I don't care what Leafs fans say. Like he's, he's an integral part of your defense. Considering your other defensemen right now are Martin Marincin, who, Rasmus Sandin, <laughs> Justin Hall, who's apparently been playing decent, Dermot, who's had a kind of a down year, Dermot. You know, and Jake Muzzin, of course, who's kind of stepping up right now, but in I I just don't think Toronto can afford to trade Tyson Berry unless they have an absolute sure thing.
0: To me, like, I think, yeah, I think, I think they absolutely would trade Tyson Berry if their defense was fully healthy, but they're not. They have exactly. Morgan Riley yeah. and they have Cody Ceci down, um, both are, well, you know, Morgan Riley's a really important piece, Cody is also there, so... Losing those guys, yeah, I don't think. I think it'd be difficult to find a way where you could get someone to come in and take Barry's place and move him out. Um, but well, I wouldn't be shocked to see it happen. We've seen, you know, uh, like Kyle Dubas will make some, you know, pretty interesting moves. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been he's making
1: just... mostly AHL moves at this point. But and I, I didn't even look it up because. He made that trade with Florida, the Dennis Malkin trade. Oh, I talked
0: about it on the podcast.
1: Yeah, and how many minutes did Malkin play last night? Let's go look that up, because I didn't see him after the first game. No, I saw
0: him in the the first game versus Pittsburgh, you know, it was a big thing, so it was Malkin versus Malkin, right? So, you know, it's a big matchup, Um, because they almost, they kind of rhyme. But last night, yeah, definitely a bit different. I don't know how much uh, he played um, in that one. He played 10 minutes. So not a
1: lot. He got 3 minutes of power play time. Um but he, he uh, Dubas definitely has to do something. I, I think that the last night's loss to a 42-year-old Zamboni driver is proof that the team's not ready for the playoffs and that something
0: has to change. Absolutely. And so uh, yeah, I think that's something. they're definitely going to make a move, I think. I don't know if it's going to be Tyson Berry, but it's got to be something I don't for think sure. it'll
1: be Tyson Berry. Um, I just doesn't seem like they can afford to lose him. Um, and he played 15 minutes last night, and he got injured in the first period. And he had to leave the game for a short period of time.
0: Yeah, and then he came back. Yeah, so... Um, another name that's been out there a lot, we've talked about a bunch too, Ilya Kovachuk. Do you expect Montreal to move them?
1: Um, who who was it that said they came out this week with the rumored contract terms? I oh my think it was Darren Dreger, Pierre Lebron, or one of those guys. I don't know. Apparently, the Bergevin and the Kovalchuk, uh club have been um, talking, and it's looking around three point five million AV. Jeez, it could go up to five with performance bonuses. It's a lot. If I'm Montreal, like that's not worth it. No, I you know you I can ju- I could justify. He's he's gonna be 37, which I is ju- when
0: players hit their prime, most of the time. I could
1: I could see paying him, around 1.5 million, going up to like four with performance bonuses, and I think that a, a key a key thing for Montreal is y- you got to think about um, your young guys next year, and you need veterans to. Uh, lead the way and they're they're talking about bringing Romanov over from Russia
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It, having another it, it
1: could be very beneficial to have kovalchuk there to kind of ease that process of um Romanov coming into the league
0: if I was, if I was Montreal the way I would play is I'd probably trade kovalchuk right now
1: I'd trade like I'd trade kovalchuk if you got an offer you can't
0: refuse no I'd literally trade him for almost anything I trade him for like a fourth round pick. So trade Kovacuk to somewhere. They get Kovacuk. I pocket the fourth round pick. I pray he flops there. His value goes down, and then I'm like, okay, Ilya. Now you can come back in the summer to Montreal. Kind and of, j- kind of like. I mean, not exactly, but the Canucks trade to Toronto. Yeah, where it's kind of like a win, like, come back and come back next year. But you're gonna spend a couple months here, go on a cup run, have fun. Um, that that'd kind of be how I would approach it. I mean.
1: It'll be interesting to see because in Montreal, the the consensus is that four names could be gone. Yeah, four names. And it's Kovalchuk. I think Nate Thompson will most definitely get dealt. Uh, not, not for much. Probably a six-round pick or something. And then there's the question of Jeff Petrie and Thomas Tatar. Who each have a year left on their contract. And it's, can you can you afford to give them up if you want to be competitive next season? And I think Carolina has um, shown significant interest in Petrie. Uh, I don't know about Tatar. There was rumors with Colorado being interested, but we'll have to wait and see. And Colorado is another team that uh, could be in on Robin Leonard. Absolutely, yeah, with some of the injuries. So, Ilya Kovalchuk, I think it's a 50-50. Yeah, it'll be it, It's good. I think I think definitely that if Bergman gets an offer he can't refuse, it's he's going. He's not like, you know, we'll, we'll see.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious to see if some of the moves that have been made already, like some of the forward deals, like the price that Tampa paid for Blake Coleman, very very ridiculously very high, high, right? But
1: they had that first round pick from Vancouver. So they can afford to give up a first.
0: Oh yeah, but like if you're like if you're Montreal and it's like you maybe I don't want to I don't want to trade Thomas Tatar, but if that's what Blake Coleman gets, yeah. we can get a haul for Thomas Tatar, right? So and Zucker, Zucker was a nice. Pittsburgh got a lot for uh, Minnesota. Minnesota got Pittsburgh a lot got for
1: Zucker. Yeah. For Zucker. Um, Anaheim got a decent uh, turnout for uh, Andre Kasha. Yeah. So. It's it definitely is a seller's market. Well,
0: when you look at it like this year, like it seems like, like in past years, there's been some big names out there. I don't think we definitely we definitely don't have that kind of you know big. There's no I, Mark maybe Stone, there's Chris no-
1: Kreider, but no,
0: it, who knows? If- no, he's not on the same level as Mark Stone or Eric yeah. Carlson in the last couple of years. So you don't have the same you know quality it, But there are a lot of names that are out there, and a lot of teams that are you know kind of out of it, kind of not move. Certain players for the right price, so it'll be interesting to see what teams do. Um, What do you what do you foresee the Panthers doing uh, Uh, tomorrow?
1: I don't know. I don't think anything happens in the goalie department. I think the price is going to be too high for Leonard. Um, But we'll see. Um, It's not. It's not impossible. I don't think anything happens in on D. Uh, I mean uh on goalie but you could see them go out and get a try and get a D. Um
0: I like Eric Gustafson in Chicago. He he's an interesting one cuz he's, he's more, like he's more of an offensive D and I think Chicago would like to have someone a bit more defensive but at the same time this is a like Joel Clenville knows Eric Gustafson, right? Mm-hmm. So there is that. Um he's not having a great year. He is a UFA. So you can re-sign him next year but I think, you know, there, there's a lot. To, I think there's oh yeah, there's a lot to like there, um, with uh, with Eric Gustafson. So uh, and and yeah, there aren't a lot of D left. Um, I think if they want to make a big swing, I think they could maybe go for Jonas Brodin in Minnesota, who's more reliable in his own zone. He moves the puck well. He's got size, um, but the asking price and he
1: has and he has a year left.
0: Yeah, but the asking yeah the asking price for Jonas Brodin will be high, no doubt.
1: Especially if especially if they is I, I don't know is um yeah it's going to depend Matt Dumba situation as well.
0: Yeah, are they going to move either of them? One of them? Like, what does it end up being? Um, it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see. Um, I expect them to make a move though for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, I,
1: most definitely. Uh, I think given their position they have to. 'Cause the playoff the playoff position is
0: very realistic. Yeah, and you and you've already made so many moves in the off season where you're trying to um where you've shown that you, you want to be a playoff team. I I I think now's the time where you gotta you know, if you have to give up future assets or young players like if you have to do that to get better, um I think now's the time where you are maybe willing to take that risk. Um, so it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what they do coming up here. Um, interesting to see how the day goes by as a whole. Like, usually you spend like eight hours watching the trade deadline coverage and nothing happens until it's over and then you get the trade calls that have come in late. Yeah. I, uh, um, so it's always, I, it's, I,
1: I, I'm busy between like 10 and, uh, I think 1130 tomorrow. So I'm praying that nothing happens during that time, but I, it, I'm, skipping, I'm, I'm
0: skipping classes, so I'm not going to class. Since I'm
1: busy, I know it's going to happen between those oh, times. Oh, yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah, see, so like, every year, like, I spend, like, eight hours on the couch watching this coverage. It's always a letdown, and then every year, I'm still doing it, and it's, like... Yeah.
1: It's the same thing for free agent frenzy, although that usually is less of a letdown.
0: Yeah, because people, people, people always sign. You them. have people to sign. People have to, and yeah. there's the Tyson Berry trade this year, so that was yeah. cool. Um. But, yeah, it'll be fun, and then we'll be back, uh, yeah, that kind of does it for this episode. But we'll be back on Wednesday, kind of recapping uh, everything that's happened uh, over the trade deadline and the upcoming schedule for the Panthers and uh you know, hopefully they can find a way into the playoffs here, but it's gonna be it's gonna be close, but it's gonna be fun, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be lots of fun. Um, yeah, thank you to everyone tuning in, um and we will see you guys then.